You're listening to the Bromsgrove Standard Podcast because you have impeccable taste. Very warm welcome to this week's Bromsgrove Android with Standard Podcast with me, Tristan Harris. And now, um, I don't know where to start with this event. There's so many people in the studio today. We haven't had this many people before, but it's fantastic because it means that there's a lot going on in Bromsgrove on a Saturday. We've got the annual Christmas light switch on. Who should I start with? Hugh? I yep. can't remember. I can't believe it's come around so quick. No, no, it's come around really, really quickly this year. Um, but we're all very excited, and uh, we're really looking forward to Saturday. So it's going to take a similar format. The actual light switching on bits uh, is going to take the similar format outside the Golden Cross. Yeah, yeah. And the Wednesday, what time is the the big countdown? Uh, half past five, the actual switch on. But don't turn up at half past five because A, it'll be chocker and you won't be able to get anywhere near. And B, you've got a host of entertainment before then. Yeah, so we're, uh, we're doing a really uh, packed programme. So it's from half past three and we've got uh, Chad Grove um, School Choir coming. We've got Art Trick Song Stars sh- uh, Show Choir coming. Uh, Art Tricks Panto, so the All and Sundry Panto, which would be really, really good. Rock Choir, the Theatre Workshop Choir, and we've got Free to Dream Singers, so they'll be singing things from Frozen, which would be really lovely. And then we go right through to the switch off. That's been a, several years now, hasn't it, with the, the Frozen song? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously the new film's out, so everybody's very excited, so it's very... Um, everyone's they just, they just let it looking go. forward to well, it, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> um, Hugh, are you going to be doing a turn? Uh, I'd like to, but um, but they haven't asked me. I think you should do. Yeah. As it's the first one, I think you should do. It's beginning to look like it's beginning to look a bit like Christmas. <laughs> It'll be good, wouldn't it? Get the Very old boob suit on. I'll have to rehearse for next year. Okay, <laughs> we'll hold you to that. So it's on record now. And also, Joe, Joe Slade, Hello. the new bailiff. Yes, we won't talk about the bailiff at the moment. We'll do we'll do that briefly. But okay. I will only do it briefly because I want to get you in in the new year to give us your calendar of events if we Fabulous. can. Fabulous, thank you. Um, but also, the Christmas market, the annual Christmas market, started how many years now? It's about three. This is about fifth. the fourth, fifth year. Yeah, already. this is going to be the fifth year. And in fact, prior to that, we did a couple of events actually in the church, and then we brought it into the town to coincide with the switch on. So yeah, we're on year five. So Friday nine until four, and Saturday ten till six thirty and Saturday is a full day of entertainment as well as all of the crafters and the local producers and everybody that's going to be at the Christmas markets all very local everybody's from around Bromsgrove so we're really supporting the local businesses and independents and supporting the Christmas lights switch on as well so you've got the self loads of selfie opportunities there's normally like inflatable father Christmases and snowmen and yeah stuff, absolutely there? we've got all of those we've got the Christmas trees going up and that'll be covered in lights all of the stalls will have lights on them um, there's an inflatable Santa an inflatable snowman um, yeah, so it's going to be really good. It's always a fantastic atmosphere, um, and it's great for the Friends of St John's to be able to put this market on and uh, gives the charity a bit of a profile and a bit of support, and it's something fantastic for the town. Now, will there be any mould wine and mince pies? I would jolly well hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to get the 144. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Joe, you mentioned the uh, Friends of St John's. How's your um, campaign going to your... Your um, um, fundraising campaign, the, well, the audacious some... one million pound launched by none other than the Chancellor of the Exchequer at the time. Obviously, he's not that at the moment, but he will be hopefully, or like you know, come, come the election, maybe if 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 the event goes um, his way. And um, yeah, how's yes. it going? Yes, well, we launched the um, million pound appeal in March, as you say, with uh, a lunch hosted by Sajid, which was very well supported. Um, and then we made an application to the Heritage Lottery Fund, and uh, they asked us. To 
to put in an expression of interest. And they have, in fact, invited us to apply. So we've got 12 months um, to put a full application in um, for a considerable amount of money. And um, we'll be working on that sort of into the new year, putting that in in the summer. So that's probably another topic for a podcast. Well, they, they give you a time limit, don't they? I think because we've seen this with um, Stoke, uh, you know, the Tower Fund um, in Stoke Prior. Um, yeah. I think I probably must check back in with them as well because they needed to get. I think they were down to about the last. They've got twenty or thirty thousand to get or something. Yeah. Haven't they? Well, I think it's or... a lot less now. Right. I think it's like, it should be under, around twenty thousand, but they okay. were in the race against time. And then if they'd raised that amount of money, it would be like funded by the Heritage Lottery, it qualifies you to get the amount. Yeah, that that's right. I think yeah. because it's such a big organisation and because it's a national funder, so that mm. it, even though it's split into regions, obviously it's the whole country that it's covering. And also it's spending the money that people have spent on lottery tickets. So they have tight deadlines. So you have timescales for when you put the application in. And then once they've offered you the money, you have timescales for when you have to spend it because they want to be seen to be supporting and that money needs to be spent rather than hanging around waiting for the projects to continue. Um, so for us, obviously, the Heritage Lottery would be the, the, the major part, probably about 90% of, um, of the money would come yeah. from them. And then in the next year, if that goes ahead, we would then be really sort of focusing on some local fundraising to, to put the rest of it in. But that's one for the new year. Absolutely. Let's get back to the Christmas lights for Chan. Now, you mentioned independence earlier. And we yes. have the perfect person to talk about this, really. We've got Jack Bailey with us. Hi, Jack. How are you? You're right, Tris. Very well, thank you. And last year, there was much excitement about the Worcester Road event, the street party. It was the first one. Nobody quite knew how it was going to go. And it did go really well, didn't it? So it's back for a second year. It is indeed, yeah. So the, last year was the first year that we ran that. Um, it was the very bare bones of an event. We should, uh, we'll just leave it at that. But uh, this year, we're back. It's bigger and better this year. So we've got a number of food vendors which will be turning up, um, all local um, or within like close proximity to Bronze Grove, which is really good. Uh, we're going to do our own little light switch on at half five to coincide with what the guys are doing on in town. Um, and our side of the event's going to run until nine. So the rest of the high street has got a great load of things going on up until half five. And then it's going to slowly shift a little bit further down until hopefully about nine o'clock. So you're actually at an advantage if you live in the south of Bromsgrove because you can start <laughs> up at the top end at the Christmas market, do the walk-in early doors when, you've, uh, when you haven't had a few. You can start doing the uh, Christmas market, make your way down to the Golden Cross for the big light switch on and then stagger towards, um, towards your street party. Absolutely. So that there is, you are, that, South Bromsgrove of people are better off this, this weekend. <laughs> so yeah, and it was good last year. And it, how good has it taken off all this independent stuff? I mean, the Digbeth um, Dining Club, I think, was one of the forerunners, wasn't it? Absolutely. And they're now yeah. doing that in Longbridge and they now do that in Bromsgrove as well, don't they? And it, street food is really, really the thing at the moment, isn't it? Absolutely. It kind of, it gives that platform for anybody that's kind of interested in cooking. Um, it gives them that platform in order to get their food out there before jumping into a premises and that's kind of that's what's great about Bromsgrove everybody likes to come out for food and drinks and kind of the like you say the Digbeth Dining Club events that they ran in Bromsgrove they were phenomenal they were absolutely amazing what a great event to have in Bromsgrove Indeed, and I think that's. I think we've seen a shift, haven't we? A welcome shift because it's not just the um, the food vendors. We've got more food vendors and and the food restaurants as well. 
um, like Bailey's and, and the St. John St. John's Wine Rooms, and you decant a spirit as well, and all that. We've, we've seen a, a real marked shift in Bromsgrove towards independent businesses because it used to be the same places, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you need your WH Smith, and we can still do with the Wilco in Bromsgrove, and um, <laughs> and all those other venues, uh, all those other high street shops. It is nice, but the thing that separates now Bromsgrove and will encourage people to come down is the fact that they can try something uniquely that they won't be able to try anywhere else. Absolutely, and I think Bromsgrove is like the perfect place for that. I think there's a lot of people who live in Bromsgrove who love the area in which they live and they're very, very supportive of anything new that comes into the town. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. It's really, really supportive in that fact. Maybe just get the public transport sorted a little bit more because you've got the, uh, the railway station is ridiculously... Uh, to a mile and a half outside the town centre and do you know why that is I think I've talked about this before it was back at the start of the 1900s or 1897 or something I only found this out a couple of years ago the traders in Bromsgrove town centre went we don't want a smelly steamy railway line coming through our town centre and that's why it's out in Aston Fields. Not only in Aston Fields, it's um, you know at the top of the biggest incline in the UK, uh, which is which I think has given Bromsgrove an obsession with the railways um, since then. Um, but yeah, but um, if we can get the, the the public transport, I mean there are the forty three and forty two going down from there. You've got the one four four coming in from Birmingham. You've got your uh, you've got plenty of parking, although they probably won't be on Saturday with all the, the people. I could not believe you last year. I could not. I struggled. I left it late. I popped to the chipper to get some chips just for sustenance. Ran down the high street to try and get Facebook Live on the actual lights, which on with Malcolm Boyden's doing it again, isn't he? The, uh, he is, the bomb screen, isn't And um, yeah, I had to fight my way through. I did. It, it was well, exceptionally I had to put busy. a few elbows in to get, yeah. to get that in time. It was fantastic. It was really good. And so we're hoping that everybody comes out again this year. And, and as everybody has said, you know, we're all working together closely. Um, I think it's an improved offer from last year, and last year was exceptionally good. Uh, so we're really proud of what we've put on and that the people can come out and enjoy it. Um, you've also got the regular market will be taking place as normal. And we've also got the Primrose Tree of Lights switch on at five o'clock, so, which is by Asda. So there's loads of stuff going on in the town and it's really there for people to come and enjoy and celebrate the town. And on the note of parking, there's free parking in Bromsgrove on Friday. So that's a great reason for people to come down and support the first day of the markets because the council's offering free parking at all of the um, local car parks. Yeah. So, yeah, because that is the... Do you know what? The thing with parking, though, people moan about parking in Bromsgrove and they do say oh it's it's, it's cheaper everywhere else and stuff but then when I went to Droitwich the other week I think Droitwich was tell like 10p more expensive an hour or something so I, th- I don't think it is cheaper um, anywhere else I think it's just um, it's just that um, obviously you've got your villages haven't you like Rubri and Alf Church and stuff where there is free parking um, although that's starting to change now but but yeah free parking you've got no excuse now oh, to, to, to not to come down to the so let's just recap then because I've, I've my head's fuddled there and I've got um, and I've been writing about this all week um, so we've got the Christmas market what time 9 till 4 Friday 9 till 4 yep and then Saturday 10 till 6.30 10 till 6.30 and then we've got um, Saturday we've got um, entertainment from 3.30 3.30 till 5.30 with the switch on at 5.30 switch on at 5.30 yeah. Primrose Lights of Love is at 5 o'clock 5 o'clock by Asda by Asda yeah yeah and then we've got the indie group from two till makes you sound like a music outfit, doesn't it? <laughs> the Bromsgrove Indi- Independence uh, Businesses. Um, I've got their street food, DJs, art installations. I'm still waiting to hear from um, 
tell me what you want. They're gonna. Well, I, well, I can tell you a little bit about that if you like. Yeah, I mean, I've got the I've got the email. Um, okay. They're, they're going to be sending through a photo, so hopefully we'll get okay. something in this week. Um, and yeah, tell us a bit about these art installations. Yeah, so we we've been working on a project for a while now, and um, on Saturday, um, in conjunction with uh, the Indie Club and the Worcester Road event, we're going to have some artists and some art pieces available for people to come to interact with find out more about the project uh, and really the project's all around engaging people and um and there'll be some really nice artwork to see and some we can have a, a poet we can have some visual art down there so come along come and have a look at it come and take part come and find out a bit more about it so that's art as well the indie party goes uh, two till nine. You've got people like um, Fifty Seven Monkeys as well, haven't you? Opening their doors for They're families open and all stuff, day, yeah. and and things. So there'll be plenty of things to do. Bring your wallets. Bring your cash cards. Does anybody actually have any cash these days, apart from me? I know I've talked about the cashless society in the office. Uh, Harry with his phone and other people with their watches and stuff. Uh, is, will it be mostly cash? I would have thought of the street food event, wouldn't it? Or, uh, bit of both. Bit, bit of, of both. <laughs> so come down, spend your hard-earned cash, put it back into the local economy, help the traders have a lovely Christmas, and you can have a lovely Christmas getting the Christmas spirit yourselves. So thanks for coming in, guys. Thank you very Thank much. You. We, I, would, you. I normally say we hang around and talk about some stories, um, but uh, I don't know who to, to add direct <laughs> questions to. So we'll see how we go um, with the other news. Um, obviously, we'll have all this information on our Bromsco Standard website, and there'll be people that you can contact, and you've got the council website as well, where you can get some uh, details. Now... Um, much as we do love Rob's we've got to mention Droitwich's light switch ons on the same day as well. Um, so if you're in Hanbury or which bold, you've got a decision to make. Um, but uh, yeah, Droitwich light switch on this Saturday, at 10 till 6 if you live in Droitwich. Uh, fun fair, face painting, farmer's market, Christmas fair, um, Santa's Grotto, um, rock choir performances, all that. It's all on the Droitwich Standard website. Um, and um, that switch on is at 4.30. So feasibly, if you do just love switch on, you could probably do the two, couldn't you? But it'd be, uh, you would have to put your foot down, I think, between there, and we don't advocate that on this programme. One of my, um, one of my the stories I'm most excited about this week is Amelia, the football mad 15-year-old who attends South Bromtrev High School. She has had her operation to correct her S-shaped spine. Um, now, the condition she had, it meant that she could have got... Um, she could have got an operation on the NHS, but it was it kind of like solidifies the spine and it wouldn't have been able to grow with her. She's quite a talented footballer and she wants to continue that. And obviously she wants the best possible um, opportunity to do that. She's, um, she's very talented indeed. Since we launched the campaign with uh, the mum on October the 10th, they needed £81,000. She's since been on... Um, is it Good Morning, um, Good Morning Britain, other, other shows like that? She's been featured, and we're pleased to say, although they haven't quite got the 81,000 yet, as far as we know, she, it has been enough to make sure the operation took place. Um, that was at St George's Hospital, um, so they still need a bit more money to, to pay for the actual um, procedure. But Harry, who's going to be doing the story this week, um, has told me that she's already taken her first steps. So Wonderful. she's back on the road to recovery. So we wish Amelia and her family all the best and hopefully see a plane for England one day. I'm saying that to Harry for the hospital's called St George's. That would be quite ironic, wouldn't it, if she's, uh, St George's put her right and she's playing for England in the future. Um, she was in a race against time. The procedure needed to be done by the end of the year. So that's, that's been accomplished. So we wish her well 
on her recovery. Um, sad news now, um, the owner of Bromsgrove Singleton's Nursery, John Singleton, passed away after a short illness. His family have paid tribute to him, um, and uh, we've got that story online at the moment. Since it's gone online on our website, we've had a few nice comments about John, and there's also books of um, condolences at the nursery if people want to go and leave their own memories and messages, which will be of some comfort to the family um, at this sad time. They can also, as well, um, they'll be, um, they said they'll be, um, given the details of the funeral soon as well for those who want to go and pay their respects um, to John Singleton. So we um, we um, you know think of the family at this time. Back across to Droitwich now. A uh, big shout out to Maria Dunn um, from Droitwich who has launched um, a campaign to get warm clothes for the homeless um, who are facing the festive season on the streets in Worcester. She did a similar thing last year after being inspired. Um, she was working at a soup kitchen with her boyfriend, um, Jack Fidget, and she um, she was inspired to do something last year. She basically went to some charity shops, she bought some clothes, and she made, made some packages for homeless people. This year, she's now targeted um, £150. She's going to do a similar thing again, and she reckons she can make 15 packages for 15 homeless people in Worcestershire over Christmas to make sure they've got like hats and scarves and gloves and and jumpers, all those kind of things that will keep them warm. She's hoping if she can raise enough money to get some sleeping bags as well, because, well, being a, a camper myself, I know how warm sleeping bags can be, so that will make all the difference over the festive season. Such a, I know it's a, it's a happy time of year for so many people, but we have to think like with the lights of love when people remember lost loved ones, it's, it's a sad time for some, and um, if we can help them then um, all the better for it. So Droidwich Standard website, the story went live last night. Um, so if you can give anything to um, Maria Dunn's um, launch to help the homeless, um, she's trying to raise £150. I think she's already most of the way there. She's got £105 or £115. Um, also, if we can plea now, if there's anyone in this podcast who's got like an outdoor shop or anything, you know, I know there are a few in Worcester, Worcestershire. Um, if there's any outdoor shops that have... Sometimes people bring in items when they get, like if they're going skiing or something, they might um, bring in their old ski jacket and trade it in or whatever. If there's anything like that that could be done to help the homeless this to your tide, that would be fantastic. Um, happy news, Bromsgrove's newest pub is opening on Friday as well to mm-hmm. go inside at the old post office. Very apt name because it's in the old post office building. Uh, it's bringing 20 jobs to the town. It's been run by Amber Taverns. Um, I might get down there at some point to try some ales. Um, £600,000 revamp into the uh, building. And it's going to have a rooftop garden. Obviously, probably not the best time of year to try a rooftop garden. Um, Joe, mm, St. Yes. John's Wine Room, that one worked really well, didn't it? The, yeah, it's it all fabulous. It works really the well. Wine it's rooms. so lovely to go out. And Bromsgrove's got some fantastic views. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure how much you'll see from that post office because I think, I don't know if there's buildings higher than that post office building. But a rooftop garden, love a roof, rooftop garden. And um, there's going to be like live sports in there. They've got multiple screens in there. So if you like your sports, you like your pubs, go and check that out on Friday. Friday opening there talking of sports we're going to move on to sports now Bromsgrove Sporting it's all the sports lost 3-2 at the weekend to Peterborough Sports I can't believe they're called sports as well Um, 3-0 down inside 35 minutes Um, in the second half Shaquille McDonald um, notched up 2 46 and 54 minutes but they couldn't find the equaliser um, they're still their 11th position but they're 3 points off the playoffs they've got St Ives on Saturday and you'll be pleased to know it's actually at home. So you don't want to be traipsing all the way to Cornwall in, in, uh, in November, do you? Save that one for one of the last games of the season. Um, they've got them at home, and then they've got Malvern Town on Tuesday in the Worcester Senior Cup. 
at home as well. So we, we wish um, Bromsgrove Sporting well with those two games. Now Bromsgrove Sporting, they won 8-0, we we'll say this every week, don't they? They won 8-0, they lost 7-0, they won 8-0, then they lost 3-2. Droitwich, they're, I think, trying to replicate them. Droitwich Spa uh, FC, not Droitwich Spa High, Droitwich Spa FC won 9-1 against Gornall Athletic last week. Connor Collins got a hat-trick, two from Ben Tilbury, including a penalty. Other goals from Hunt, Seeley, Lemon and Burgess. Droitwich are now fifth, but they're just... Uh, sorry, no, they're... F- uh, yeah, they're fifth position. They're five points off the top spot, but they've got four games in hand. So you don't need to be a mathematician to work out that um, they could be... Well, you do need to be a mathematician. Um, seven, points, <laughs> seven points clear at the top if they win their games in hand. They've got Team Dudley this Saturday. Um, they're in sixth position. Um, so one place behind Droitwich, um, but with exactly the same points tally, although Dudley have played four more games. And then they've got All Scots who are top of the league next Saturday. So a crucial two games for Droitwich. Good luck to the Saltmen, good luck to the Rousers, good luck to all our teams taking part this weekend. Now, we can't possibly leave without asking the new Bromsgrove bailiff, Madam Bailiff, how it's been going. How long have you been in the role now, everybody? It's been about two two weeks. Um, Weeks. Yeah, it's coming up for two weeks. It'll be two weeks on Thursday. So it was on the 7th of November at the Great Autumn Court that the um, members of the court lead elected me as the first female bailiff as the Bromsgrove court lead, which is a real honour. And yeah. And I think we mentioned, I don't know if you listened to last week's podcast, but we did actually mention to the Primrose people, we said, one of um, Joe's favourite pastimes is organising events, and that's a big, big role, uh, a, big, a big part of being a bailiff. So Absolutely. Uh, how, how's it going at the moment? Have you got loads of ideas for what you want to do in your year of office? Well, we've already done one event. So we opened the Festivale at Avoncroft at the weekend, which was a super success. Um, and it was Kevin Ward, the town crier, and myself, and Neil Beaumont, who's the new Reeve, and the ale tasters. And we um, went up there and opened the event, and then we did an ale tasting. So that was really good and the event was really successful and we stayed for a couple of hours and I think that helped uh, Avoncroft with, with the event. Um, obviously the big event of the year will be Fair Day as, as ever, um, which we celebrate the Charter of 1199 granted to the town by King John. Um, and that'll be the 20th of June. So it actually falls on, um, on the solstice weekend, which is pretty special. Yeah. Um, and I want to um, to keep the court in town a little longer this year. Um, so we'll do the traditional procession from um, half past ten and then we'll read the charter at the Hausman statue. But then um, hopefully we'll be able to go to some of the independent um, businesses in the town and do some assizes. So obviously the ale tasting everybody knows about. But the other officers of the court include people like the brook looker, the searcher and sealer of leather and um, the the carniter of flesh and fish so um, we maybe go to the chip shop and try some of the fish in there and then there's some artisan bakery um, stalls on the market so we'll go and do so some red we've got red jack's rain. eyes lighting up here <laughs> for the independent group yeah, yeah absolutely well I think that's the thing the court exists as a, a tradition and to preserve the heritage of the town but what we can do to support businesses and charities and schools you know that's really important that we can help those local people to raise their profile with the 
by bringing in the history of the court into those uh, occasions. Yeah, because it's such a fantastic tradition. And it always amazes me how many people we get. And it's like the Christmas light switch on when we're going to be doing it Facebook Live, hopefully again this year. We get a lot of expats in Bromsgrove mm. watching from abroad saying, watching from Tenerife or watching from Glasgow or watching from wherever or Portsmouth. And, and it's like that with, um, with, with Fair Day when we've done yeah. like, I couldn't believe that like 50 people on a Saturday morning were watching on our Facebook channel live uh, bread testing. And I just thought it was brilliant. It just shows how... People in, have a real affinity. Highest steam, yeah, yeah. yeah, it is good. Yeah, so that's amazing. So the Brooklooker, I mean, he could have had his work cut out last week, busy. couldn't he? Yeah, with the definitely. Old <laughs> he has been busy with all of the flooding. <laughs> and talking, you did mention briefly that the weather. So it, it's it's not looking the best, but we will make the best of whatever we get. Yeah, we'll see. It's uh, it's still early in the week, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so hopefully, it hopefully it will change. And we've been very fortunate the last few years that we've had good weather. So I hope it carries on on Saturday. So and please crossed. tell me you've got a snow machine. Have you got a snow machine? There is a snow machine. Yes. Because yeah. the one year we didn't have one or the rubri, I think it didn't work. And I was like, oh. It they was can be a bit temperamental. They but, can. But, but we do have one at this Well, it's point. like real snow, isn't it? Cause, yeah. That can be temperamental. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm always watching the weather because I love snow. I do, and I just, I'm always watching the weather, like the week before, when I know it's coming. I'm going, oh, 80% is up to 80%. And then you wake up the next morning. And the one time, I don't, know if, I don't know if I've told this story before, but my daughter's, um, my one daughter who was old enough, I said, I'm going to take you sledging when school finishes. And of course, we'd only had like about an inch and it had all gone by the time she got home. So the next time it slowed, uh, snowed, I got her up at like half five in the morning. And we were actually, this time of year, it was pitch black and we were sledging at half five before school and work because uh, I wanted to make sure that we did it before before, just in case it was gone by the time she got home from school. It was great. I love snow. So um, I will be keeping an eye on the charts. In fact, I, I joked uh, in the office the other day, I said, if we do, if Brexit goes, or if and when Brexit goes ahead, if we do um, a trade deal with the US, can we get a bigger slice of that polar vortex as part of the deal <laughs> so we get uh, heavier snow and, and, mm-hmm. and big, deep, uh, mm-hmm. deep, deep drifts? That's what we want. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. We wish you Thank well you. For, um, for the weekend. I'll be there as well. So I'm looking forward to this and also then we've got Ruby the following week but we'll give yep. that more of a mention next week okay. um, and we've got all the details for that so the Ruby switch on next week but this week Bromsgrove and Droidwich if you live in Droidwich as well and um, yeah so much going on Christmas events coming thick and fast and here's Claire to tell you about a few more for all the things to do and see this week it's Claire Bullivant with this week's What's On Gate thanks Tristan Yes, we've got some fun things coming up. Christmas is definitely on its way with light switch-ons and Christmas markets. It's a lovely time of year to get out and explore. And here are some of my top picks for you to explore this week. Starting on Friday, the 22nd of November. You heard about it on the podcast earlier. There's lots of free parking in town on Friday. So no excuse not to get out and check out the Friends of St. John's Christmas Market, which will be on Bromsgrove High Street between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. on Friday and it's also happening on Saturday between 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m. You'll be supporting local crafters, producers and charities. On the stalls you'll find homemade preserves and chutneys, you'll find Christmas crafts and there's also repurposed jeans apparently from the denim upcycler. There's also beautiful jewellery, stained glass gifts so much going on there and lots of lovely food as well so do check it out the friends of st john's christmas market on the high street on friday and saturday 
Then after all your shopping, why not head over to the Artrix on Friday night to see Sajila Kershey and her comedy show called Immigrant Diaries. She's joined with special guests, comedian Louisa Omni-Elan, writer Shai Arma Parira and author Pre the Nair. And this is a multi-award winning show that has enjoyed critically acclaimed runs at London South Bank and the Edinburgh Fringe, etc. And she tells me this is all about immigration, migrants and the refugee crisis. Hot topics dividing Britain and the rest of Europe at the moment. How many are there? Where are they coming from? What do they want? And it's an, an amusing insight, but a very powerful message. And it's also a chance to hear some sublime true stories from a cast of performers from somewhere else, all with one thing in common, and it's statistics, not telling the story, but the people behind those statistics. So do check it out on Friday night at the Artrix. It's going to be a great show. Also on Friday night at the Artrix, Mark Bebbington will be performing. He's a prolific recording artist with a particular emphasis on 20th century British composers. But this time the focus is on France, apparently, and he will be joined by two of the wind players from the Birmingham Philharmonic Orchestra for the Poulenc Trio. Tickets from the Artrix, the box office number there is 01527 577 also, more music, live music about town on Friday. Matt Bedford, Steph Brown and their band, they're going to be performing at number 3A in Aston Fields on Friday evening. Moose Jaw will be performing at the Hot Pole Inn on 9pm 9 9 start there on Friday night. They're always a great band. And over in Droitwich, Threes a Crowd will be back at the Pillar of Salt. Great band and great pub there. Moving on to Saturday, the 23rd of November. Oh, it's definitely feeling Christmassy. We've got Christmas wreath making over at Avoncroft Museum, 1pm until 2.50pm. Telephone them if you want to be booked in on that. 01527 831 363. Then we mentioned it earlier, the Christmas market will be on the High Street all day on Saturday, 10am until 6.30pm. The Worcester Road Christmas Lights and Street Party starts at 2pm on Saturday and goes on until 9pm. There's going to be a street closure on that part of the Worcester Road. So just walk down there for all the fun and festivities. You heard about it earlier, there's going to be street food, music, so much going on. Definitely be a part of that. Then make sure you're outside the Golden Cross Pub. 3.30 until 5.30 for the official Bromsgrove Christmas Light Switch On hosted by Malcolm Boyden from BBC Hereford and Worcester. I'm feeling festive already, just reading about it all. Can't wait for it all to happen, so hopefully I'll see you there on Saturday. There is also a Lights of Love Remembrance Service happening at Bromsgrove Methodist Church on Saturday with the Primrose Hospice. You may have heard about it on last week's podcast. Lights of Love is for everyone who has someone they wish to remember at Christmas time. 3.30pm until 5pm on Saturday there. So it's a lovely thing to do. Do get in contact with them at the Primrose Hospice if you need more information on that. Also on Saturday evening, as if you need more to do, there is some live music worth checking out. Anushka will be performing at the Cats Hill Working Men's Club Saturday night. Under the covers are on at the Hot Pole. And Tone Locked will be keeping everyone on the Worcester Road partying at the Old Black Cross on Saturday evening. 
Moving on to Sunday, the 24th of November, there's a Bromsgrove vinyl record and CD fair happening at the Bromsgrove Hotel and Spa from ABBA to Zappa. Bargains galore will be there and collector pieces as well, 10am until 4pm there. And the McCurdy brothers will also be performing on Sunday at the Boat Shack Cafe. Love that place. Do try and check it out if you haven't been yet. It's a great place. Then just a couple of dates for your diary next week. On Wednesday, the 27th, of November, the Simon and Garfunkel story is coming to the Artrix. This is a brilliant show using huge projection photos and original film footage and it's actually the 50th anniversary celebration. Can you believe it's 50 years? Simon and Garfunkel, wow. And features a live, full live band performing all the hits. Mrs Robinson, Cecilia, Bridge Over Troubled Water. It's going to be a fantastic show. Lane Page, I heard, actually on BBC Radio 2, said it was truly fantastic. And she's never wrong. Elaine Page can't be wrong, can she? You can find out more at this, the Simon and Garfunkel story dot com. Then on Thursday, the 28th of November, Graham Parker will be at the Art Tricks, 8pm, grahamparker.net for any fans wanting more info on that. And there's also a Lights of Love annual Christmas carol concert at Thomas Brothers Funeral Directors in Bromsgrove at 2pm on Thursday. And there's also another one at Withall at 7pm. Give them a call on 01564822001 if you'd like more information on those events. And that concludes my top picks for this week. Remember, if you have an event going on, do let us know so we can let everyone know. We can advertise it in the Bromsgrove and Joytwich standards, put it on our websites, on all our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even possibly talk about it on this podcast or even have you on in the, on this podcast. Thanks for listening. Back to you, Tristan. Thanks, Claire. Loads going on in Bromsgrove, Droitwich and Rubri. Thank you to all our guests this week. We had Hugh Mosley, we had um, Jack Bailey from the Bromsgrove Independence Group and we were honoured to have the new Madam Bailey of Bromsgrove and the head of the court leads, Jo Slade, who will definitely get in in the new year to talk about her calendar of events. Thank you ever so much for listening. Remember, you can get daily updates at bromsgrovestandard.co.uk and droitwichstandard.co.uk. You can email us through there as well. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. There really is no excuse not to get in touch. If there's something that you've heard on this podcast that you want to comment about, something you think could make a good podcast, or something that you'd like to see covered online or in the paper, please, please, please get in touch. The Bromsgrove and Droitwich Standards wouldn't be the same without our lovely readers. All that's left to say is make sure you cram in as many Christmas events as possible and we'll reconvene at the same time next week.